0: Hey guys, TJ here. This episode, I didn't want to force. I was waiting for the right topic for the last episode of this season. And it came to me, it was very clear. When I was sharing on my Instagram stories, sometimes I'll do series, and the series that I do called You've Got Hate Mail was the series I was sharing today. And I share, you know, I have Facebook or Instagram ads that are running and in the comments section, sometimes we'll get... Um, not so nice comments. And I'll share some of those comments, obviously protecting the person, covering their name, but I share them to kind of expose, hey, this is what's happening, guys, like, and here's how we don't take it personally, and here's how we grow and choose to be healthy. And thank God that God has helped me because in my flesh, some of these comments, you know, the 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 flesh reaction, flesh meaning the remnant of sin in us that we can choose to agree with. In my flesh reaction, of course, you can have a knee-jerk response and say, well, you know, you can take things personally. Uh, But God has actually helped me to change my perspective, and it has actually helped other people change, even in the comments. So they'll say one thing, and then they turn around, they're like, oh my gosh, actually, I'm sorry, I appreciate you. And it's been amazing to see, it's inspiring. In this specific episode, I'll talk about that actually happening, and I'm going to walk you through that so you can see Just the whole process and really how to grow and be healthy. And that's the key. Not everything that we do that's permissible is truly profitable. And there's a challenge and a higher standard for a lot of us to be um, acknowledging and trying to live to. And especially if you say that you know God, um, this is like a really high standard for us to live to. It's something that we need to be committed to in our growth. There's no expectation for perfection, but there is an expectation that we stay committed to growth. And so if that's you, this is going to be a great episode. Um, The last thing that I'll say is if you're listening, it's 2021 and it's before October 18th. October 18th is going to be the last round of boot camps we're running this year. And in 2022, prices are going up. So if you have been interested in our eight-week accelerator, this is our fourth year running the boot camp, going on fifth. Um, this is the eight-week accelerator. You have up to three coaches assigned to you in a group that's as small as five people. And we have been refining and refining and refining over the years. Um, I didn't know what other people do in terms of, you know, this industry. When I got into it, I didn't I didn't know. I was just focused on doing what I thought needed to be done and, uh, and creating. And as we've grown, as I've grown, as I've talked with clients who've been in other places and you know, receive coaching in other places, they'll tell me their experiences and they tell me what's different. And I can assure you, there is no personal attention like we give in other places. There's no focus like we give. There's no invitation to bring God's presence like we invite him. Um, and that's something that honestly, I think should be a part of everyone's life. Uh, we don't say, hey, come sign up for a boot camp so you can experience God's presence we say, hey, we kind of do this and host his presence in our lives and in our work uh, that happens too because work is a part of our life, a big part of our life. So um, if you understand what I'm saying (laughs) when I say that, um, we do very much Holy Spirit-led coaching, but we make it practical. We're helping uh, people really to fulfill their potential and and come into alignment with the person God made them to be. Foundational-level stuff, guys, we're talking core beliefs, and, um, and actually the practical action that needs to take place during that eight weeks so that you can get some forward momentum, start the next year on the right foot and um, and really be set up for long-term success. That's the key for us is that we want you to be focused on your long-term sustained success so you can leave a new legacy and actually live that legacy because you can't leave one unless you're living it. That's why the boot camp is called Live Your Legacy. So if you're interested, just contact me. You can message me on Instagram. You can actually go to the website, click a button that says, start your journey, answer a few questions. I mean, there's a number of different ways you can text. There's all kinds of different ways that you can reach out. Um, Just find a way to reach out. And we would love to have a chat with you. It's very much a fit kind of thing mutually. So we just need to see, hey, is this going to be a fit for you? Is it going to be a fit for us? Do we think that we're the best people for you? If not, can we direct you to another place? Um, But if you've been on the fence, don't wait. Okay? So October 18th, 2021, that's the last round of boot camps. If you miss that memo by the time you're listening, um, you can ask about 2022. So don't wait on that either. I appreciate you. Thanks for being here. If you get value, please share with somebody, leave a rating, a review. Enjoy. It's good to see everybody. How to grow is the topic today. We're talking about permissible versus profitable. And we're going to be talking about a story that I shared on my Instagram stories, specifically around the topic of, uh, I'll do these series. Uh, one's how to think for yourself. Another is um, you've got hate mail. You've got hate mail. And um, if you've ever watched my stories and seen that specific topic come up, you'll know that uh, there are some pretty, um, pretty nasty things that people who I've never met before in my entire life are saying uh, about me? Uh, they're they're meant to be personal, but unless you know, it, unless you have eyes to see that this is a spirit behind people or emotional pain uh, that's in people that's speaking, then you'll assign that comment that they're directing towards me or towards you uh, to that person, and you'll take it personally. And so, it's really important to separate the sin from the person. And it's really important to help somebody come into correction. Now, here's the problem that I see. Here's the problem that I see in today's world. Okay, The problem I see in today's world is that we've got a lot of people who recognize that things are not right. And specifically, I'm going to talk to people who follow Jesus who might identify themselves as Christian. I'm talking about Jesus of the Bible, Jesus of Nazareth. And you, you got a lot of people who are recognizing, hey, things aren't right. There are literally people out there. I don't know if you're aware of this. There are literally people out there who are claiming that they're Jesus. There are people in this world right now that are claiming that they are Jesus Christ, the second coming. And so there's a lot of people on high alert. They're also seeing things that are happening that are kind of may be directing us towards, oh, we in end times. And so they're saying, well, we need to be calling out and exposing evil and all these other things. And so then there's people who are actually out edifying others, strengthening others, who are then victims to those who think that they have a position to judge others from that seat of um, commenting, we'll call it. And I think that there's there's a lot to be learned in what I'm talking about, okay? There's a lot to be learned in what I'm talking about. I'm gonna share specifically, if you guys are watching, go ahead and share with somebody who needs to hear this. I'm gonna share specifically from this story that I shared earlier today on my Instagram. I'm gonna start with the ad, okay? Because the You Got Hate Mail series is about the ads that I'm running on Facebook and Instagram. I'm gonna read you the ad. I'm gonna read some of the comments. I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna share with you how I respond. And I'm gonna share with you, you know, really the idea in this whole process, I'm going to share with you the idea between or the difference between permissible and profitable, okay? Permissible and profitable. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. That's 1 Corinthians 10:23, and this is from the King James Version, and it says, let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. And so when it comes to thinking about what's permissible versus profitable, we want to think about what is going to be profitable in helping you grow and helping others grow. And I'm going to show you exactly what's not profitable in helping you grow unless you have others who see what is profitable to help you respond to the ways in which you might be uh, out of line. And I'll I'll explain exactly what that means in a second. Now, before I go on, share this with somebody. If you're watching on Facebook, Instagram, share this with somebody because I want people to hear this. This is really important. There's a lot of people out there, well-meaning, well-intentioned people who are just not doing this well. They're not doing this well, and they don't see the opportunity, and they're operating from their own pain, and they're trying to explain truth, but it's just really provoking other people's pain, and it's actually turning people away, not just from uh, the message that people have to offer and actual truth in Jesus himself, uh, but it's turning people away from the process of really, like, getting healing and growing and becoming better uh, people who live to a higher standard. So the ad that I have, and again, this is from my series, You've Got Hate Mail, uh, that I do on my Instagram stories. I say, oh, you've got hate mail. Here's the series. Let's see what's in it today. And I go through and share some screenshots protecting people's names. I'm going to do that here too. I'm going to protect people's names. So I want to honor them. The word six this is the this is the ad copy that I have, and then we'll get to the comments that people actually are, are posting in response. The word success started to change when Jesus led me through my spiritual awakening. That's the start of my ad copy. I wrote this, by the way. Peace, purpose, and fulfilling relationships became important. True. Although I was on Wall Street, money had less meaning. True. I began to value my health and healing. True. But I was stuck. I wanted to live a life that would honor God, but it didn't seem like that was possible unless I started all over. I felt trapped, and my biggest fear of living someone else's dream was becoming a reality. Plus, I didn't see anyone else around me living the life I wanted to lead. All things that are true. If you're listening, if this resonates with you, by the way, you should definitely DM me because uh, I've got a free training for you, and there's literally no expectation of anything in return. It's just a free training. We connect with people. I didn't see anyone else uh, around me living the life I wanted to lead, so I was asking these questions. Who am I really? What's my calling? Because really I'm looking for it in other people. I don't find it. And most answers come in one of two ways. This is accurate. Either A, sit with Jesus in your emotions, and it's not enough action, or B, make your own decisions and you don't take Jesus into consideration. But there's a balance between the two, and you need to hear God's voice, let him speak to you, while also making decisions for yourself so you're not subject to everyone else's plan for you. And This is true too. For most of us on this journey, the right mindset is the big piece that's missing. I share more about these things in this free mini training. You'll learn the perspective fulfilled leaders have that lost leaders are missing. You'll also learn the exact process we use to help our clients find peace, direction, and clarity. This will be right for you if you care more about setting yourself up for long-term success versus another quick fix. Uh, This mini training is only 20 minutes. It's free, no hype, no Christianese, just sharing the journey nobody told me. Here's the link, TJ. TJ. Then I put a disclaimer, disclaimer number one, Jesus helped me change my life and I talk about it. Disclaimer number two, this is not a get rich quick. This is also not go sit in your emotions. I'm gonna authentically share a very practical approach to help you change and grow through simple change to your perspective and actions. And disclaimer number three, there's no sales pitch. And at the end, you can choose if you wanna connect or not. Now, I'm very clear, my intentions are clear, I'm very clear in this ad copy. I'm, I'm extremely clear. I couldn't be more clear about what's going on here. And not only that, when you actually go into the training, when you go to the landing page, you sign up, and then you go into the training, and you watch, and you listen, and you're like, oh, okay, like, that's actually what he said. There's actually no hard sales pitch. There's no product. There's no paid anything. By the way, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're gonna do it, just say it, right? And we're not gonna do it. So I said, I'm not gonna do it. Now, in the comments, we get some, I just wanna highlight this. It's so important to highlight this. We get some people who say, God is so good. And I just say, oh, gosh, that's awesome. Amen. You know, and another person says, God bless you. And I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, I received that. Uh, it's amazing to leave your life and accept Holy Spirit. the a feeling you'll chase forever. I don't know if I agree with that. But yes, it's amazing to leave your life and accept Holy Spirit. Um, he's always working. Amen. You know, I'm just sharing. I also get a lot of these. You are the, you look like this person. <laughs> and so those are common uh, comments that I see. Now, here's, here's where we get to the you've got hate mail. Here's where we get to the you've got hate mail, and this is where it gets juicy for all of you guys who are looking for something really interesting here, okay? If permissible versus profitable didn't get you, um, well, this maybe will, will be interesting. It'll stir up the drama desire in the flesh in you, okay? Um, here's, the per- <laughs> here's, here's one person. They said, if there's a catch, doesn't that make you a false prophet You should be wanting to pay it forward instead of gaining something from it. Okay. Uh, The next person replied to them, and they said, I exposed this charlatan hiding under the guise of God's chosen one, and my comment got deleted. Go figure. I guess it was God's will to purge the truth from history. Interesting. Uh, And then the other person replied to them and said, God doesn't control this world at this time. The wicked do. So it's no surprise your comment got deleted. Let's just commiserate. Let's just, let's just, let's get around a pity party and commiserate. And that's really what's trying to be done here. Now, here's my response. Okay, here's what I have the advantage of, because I, I'm not boasting in my own uh, strength here. This is not me saying, look at TJ, look at how well he responds to this. No, what this is is me saying, look at God and look at the grace that He's given me and look at actually how He's healed my heart and given me opportunity to change how I respond and see people specifically, and then I want you to see it. Look at what God does with that. Look at what God does with that. Remember, the topic here is how to grow, and we're talking about the difference between permissible and profitable. Now, you tell me, based on what I've shared with you already, you tell me, based on what I've shared with you already, do you think that what these comments are doing, are they permissible? Like, Is it, is it allowed to say those things? The answer is yes, of course you can say those things. Does that mean that they're profitable? In other words, you have freedom to say those things in this country. By the way, you don't have freedom to say everything in this country that maybe you used to, I don't know, but you don't have freedom to say everything in this country. And it is still a country where you have a lot of freedom and I'm grateful for that. Other countries you don't even have the opportunity to speak. So yes, it's permissible in this country (laughs) and that also doesn't mean it's profitable. That also doesn't mean it's profitable, and we'll talk about exactly what that means. Now, here's what I responded to the first person who, who basically said, hey, if there's a catch, doesn't that make you a false prophet? Okay. And then they said, well, God doesn't control the world. The wicked do. It's no surprise your comment got deleted. And here's what I said to them, protecting their name identity. I said, uh, well, first of all, I went into their, their profile. I saw something that they said in their profile, and, uh, and I was like, oh, actually, that, like, I actually really align with this person's message that they want to share with the world. So I commented, and I said, hey, I love what you said about don't be, this was their words now, I'm quoting them, don't be a product of your environment. Make your environment a product of you. The change you want to see has got to start with you. And I read that, and I go, wow, that's actually like, that's really great. That's really profound you know, like I, I think that's a great message. And so I said to them, I said, you know what? I agree 100%. The change you want to see has got to start with you. You and I are actually on the same page. I said, I agree 100%. And I said, I'd say that summarizes a lot of what my message is about. I'm just grateful God used it to reach people. Be blessed, brother. That's what I said to him. Now, the next person, okay, because we got two people on this comment thread. The next person, remember, this is the series, You've Got Hate Mail, if you're just just joining this this session right now and you're like, what the heck is he talking about? We're talking about the series that I have called You've Got Hate Mail. We're looking at comments on my ads from Facebook and Instagram. We're talking about the difference between permissible and profitable and how to grow and how we can choose to grow in a healthy way. So we've got the second person who's attacking, you could call it. Uh, on the comment thread. And this is my response to them. Remember, they said, I exposed this charlatan hiding under the, gods, the guise of God's chosen one, and my comment got deleted, go figure. I guess it was God's will to purge the truth from history. And this is really important. I actually think this is going to hit somebody uh, hit somebody in a good way and help somebody uh, in my response here. God's will, I said to this person, hey, God's will is good, acceptable, and perfect. That's biblical in Romans. God's will is good, acceptable, and perfect. So now he's saying God's will is actually to uh, have truth removed. And now whether it's truth or lie, me being a charlatan, well, I don't agree with it. I believe that's a lie. Uh, but but his, his understanding was, well, it's a truth, and it was God's will for it to be removed. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Well, God's will is good, acceptable, and perfect. So I wonder if that is God's will. I said, as you know, lots of things in this world are not good, acceptable, and perfect. Although that's God's will, sickness is not good, acceptable, and perfect. Poverty is not good, acceptable, and perfect. These are not things of God's will, right? By the way, neither is being rich and being empty. That's not of God's will. I said, we're called to bring the kingdom, verse, bow down to ways of the world and define it as God's will. Think about that. Well, so-and-so died, and I guess that's just God's will to take him up. And honestly, I don't, I can't say with 100% certainty that that was God's will for that person to die. Now, I know death is a merciful thing. Some of you might need to think about that one. Death is actually a merciful thing. When people are in suffering, death death itself is a merciful act. Okay, But to to generalize and just excuse things that happen as God's will when it might not be good, acceptable, and perfect, uh, I can't agree with that. So I was kindly saying, no, there's a correction here. I said, by the way... Remember, this is the person who called me a charlatan. I said, by the way, if I have disrespected you in any way, please forgive me. I am many things, but a charlatan is not a part of my identity, brother. And I was intentional. I said, brother, because you are a brother in Christ. I said, you are loved as a brother in Christ. Rather than speaking to the thing that is, that is being provoked in him, I'm speaking to the identity of the person I'm speaking to the identity of the the person, the true original design for who they get to choose to be in God's eyes. We're made in God's image. That means we have a design. If God is good, we're made in his image. We have a design to be good. And we have the choice to believe in God or not. Therefore, we have a choice to be good or not. So I'm speaking into his identity. Rather than degrading him and taking him down, I'm kindly, with truth and love and grace, correcting him, and I'm saying, hey... If I've disrespected you, here's my part. Please forgive me. I'm many things, but I need to set a boundary. And this is what people need to understand right now, Christians especially, but people in general. Guys, we have to have a backbone. You have to have a backbone. The problem is many people don't know how to have a backbone because they're either A, afraid of man, B, don't want to offend, so they're A, afraid of man, C, are afraid that they're going to actually maybe in their own flesh speak from that instead of speaking truth and love. And that would be, for me, having a lack of healing. And so they haven't gone through the process of being healed to speak from a place of truth and love and grace. And therefore, they're afraid to have that backbone because they know that it won't come from a healthy place. And you know what? I think it's better to be silent than unhealthy but I think it's more important that you get healthy than remain silent. And so when somebody is throwing a name at me, public slander, look, I'm a lot of things and I'm forgiven for my sin. And that's amazing that I'm grateful for that. I'm not a charlatan. I won't come into agreement with that. Anybody watching, if you have ever understood the power of agreement, if you have ever understood the power of agreement, if you have not understood the power of agreement, now's the time to be reminded Or learn for the first time the power of agreement. I am is the highest form of agreement that you can make. Jesus says, I am the great I am. I am. Who do you say I am? I am is the highest form of agreement. If I say I am smart, that's a very important agreement that I make. If I say I'm an idiot, that's a very important agreement that I'm making. It could really hold me back if I hold that belief internally. We can take it down as simple as if I say I'm a runner. Look, that agreement actually then directs me in my behavior. If I say I'm a runner to people, then I'm probably going to start running because I can't live in that double-sided life of telling everybody I'm a runner, but I don't run. It becomes a part of my identity. And so you have to understand that you are a spirit being made in God's image. God is I am Jesus your maiden is imaged now, and so you are the person who gets to choose what you come into agreement with. And God has made an original design for you to choose to come into agreement with His good design for you. You get the choice to believe in God or not. You get the choice to come into agreement with the traits of the character that He has designed for you to come into agreement with. And you also get the choice to reject and deny the lies that you can that you can partner with. You can come into agreement with. Look, beliefs drive behaviors. Beliefs drive behaviors. This is just a little commentary. Sure, somebody wants to call me a name and I, I could just say, hey man, it's okay. Yo, you know, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. We're all good. Like it's, it's all gonna be okay. And, and or not because it's not okay. And if you're doing that to me, who else are you doing that to? And by the way, I'm okay if you're doing that to me because look, I actually have a healthy understanding of my identity by God's grace Right, But there's a time in my life where I did not, and that would actually really, 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 really deeply affect me. That would really deeply affect me. And so when people are doing this whole public slander, let's expose evil, they're doing it in ways that are so unhealthy. I'm talking Christians specifically, people who follow Jesus of the Bible specifically. Y'all, if you're one of those people who gets wrapped up in the drama of it and all of those things, like, you got to just check yourself, ask, ask Holy Spirit, search my heart, Lord, because I don't want to be the person who just falls into the drama of accusation, right? I don't want to be the person who just falls into the drama and gets caught up in the accusation and the gossip and all that stuff, okay? What I'm doing is I'm sharing from a place of correction and teaching truth, grace, love, mercy, forgiveness, kindness, self-control, And this is a rare thing that we need to have in our lives and our character. We all need this and we need to strengthen each other. Because look, when I'm weak, I need you to be strong. When you're weak, I need to be strong. And we need to do this together and people are not taught how to do this. They're afraid of it. They haven't gone through the process of becoming healthy, whole people. They don't know how to grow. They think that just whatever growth looks like, it's just doing whatever's permissible, not necessarily profitable. And what I'm telling you is that not everything that's permissible is profitable. Not everything that's permissible or allowed that you can do is profitable. And we could go into a number of different things that that could look like. But specifically when it comes to, uh, I don't know, making judgment calls about people that you don't know. And this includes political judgment calls. Look, I've been guilty of it. There are people we don't know. People are making judgment calls about people in the church. And they're making these judgment calls about people they don't know And while they have maybe the right intention, a good heart, all these other things, the way in which they're doing it is unhealthy. It's coming from that place of pain and it's actually not edifying. And it's just bringing in all the people who are in pain and are saying, Yeah, like raise my hand, here's my picket too. And it's like, Hey, hang on a second. You might have validity to what you're saying and how you say it really matters. Is that profitable? Is that profitable? And this is an age-old question. How do you grow? What is profitable? Is, if this is permissible, is that really profitable? And you have to ask yourself that question. Now, back to this commentary. I said, if I've disrespected you in any way, please forgive me. I'm many things, but I will not agree, is what I was in so many words. But a charlatan is not a part of my identity, brother. And you're loved as a brother in Christ. And I will encourage you to continue loving others. And this is the amazing part of this story. So if you hopped off and you missed this part, or you came back to it later, um, you know, like, I, I, want, I want everybody to be able to hear this. So, so if somebody dipped and didn't hear this, I want them to actually listen to it. So say, hey, come back, you need to hear the rest of this. Their response was everything. This person's response was everything, okay? And they said within a few seconds, of me commenting back to them. They said, I'm digging the positive vibes, brother, okay? God brought me here in vain only to turn around and teach me a lesson through you. God is teaching me, thank you for all that you do. God is teaching me, thank you for all that you do. And to me, my response to that is, God, you get the glory, thank you. Because in my flesh, which is the remnant of sin in me, Okay, that I can choose to come into agreement with, that I can choose to be a hateful, spiteful, resentful person who takes something from another person, sees it as their personal attack against my identity, and chooses to then react because I'm in pain and they need to feel that pain. Right? I could do that, or I could make the choice and say, Lord, what do you see in this person? Like, what's going on inside of them? Okay, this is how we grow. This is how we grow. And I have the benefit, this is the amazing thing about it, is I have the benefit of having time to pause, reflect, and respond, right? Sometimes we're in conversation where we actually don't have that opportunity. Sometimes we're in conversation where somebody says something and it's like immediately triggering. And we have to be conscious enough and aware enough, aware in our mind to recognize, wait a second, what I'm about to do might be permissible, but it might not be profitable, so maybe I need to pause. So maybe I need to pause. And pausing could look like something as simple as, hey, hang on a second. Can I come back to you? Or it might look like being silent, processing it, allowing somebody to see that as weakness and being okay because you don't have fear of man. And then coming back to them in healthy confrontation And saying, hey, hold on a second. Just earlier, I know we could keep moving forward and we don't need to address it. And you might not even care to, but I actually really do. So is it okay if we just talk about something very quickly? Don't need to make a big deal of it, but I have to say it. I have to say it. For our relationship to stay healthy, which is what I desire, that's my intention. I just need to communicate something honestly and in a healthy way. Is that okay? And that person, if they're really seeing any value in your relationship, will say yes. And if they don't, then you probably should change the, the parameters of your relationship. But if they say yes, then it can be something as simple as, hey, you know, this is what you said. This is how I received it. Might not be your intention, and I just I can't agree with it. I can't agree with what you said. Um, and here's what I actually processed. And here's what I see. And I just wanted to share this with you. Do you see my perspective? Uh, now that I processed that, share that with you, can you understand where I'm coming from? Do you, do you see anything in that that we can do in terms of just whether we need to talk it out, hug it out, whatever it might be? And the fact that this person, okay, and I'm not relying on the person at this point in that example scenario. I'm relying on God to actually move and work in that person. The fact that this person responded with, hey, God brought me here in vain only to turn around and teach me a lesson through you. God is teaching me. Thank you for all you do. After this person said not long earlier, uh, not long ago in an earlier message, I exposed this charlatan, me hiding under the guise of God's chosen one in my comment, got to lead a go figure, I guess what God's, it was God's will to purchase truth from history. Like to see that shift and change is so incredibly powerful. And I credit that to one, God working in them. Two, them being submitted to the same Jesus that I'm submitted to. That's what I attribute that to. And I said when I shared in my stories, I said, look, name-calling and public slander towards people you've never once talked to may be permissible, but is it profitable? Think about it next time you post anything political. Think about it next time you post anything political, right? You got to think, is this permissible or profitable? And look, that was not profitable, what that person did. So what God did in me is he said, hey, here's an opportunity, Here's an opportunity. And as he did that, as he gave me that opportunity, and as this person took that opportunity, they actually, in being submitted to Jesus, took something that was permissible and not profitable and and actually made it profitable to them. And that is an incredible gift. That is a gift from God. But the fact that they are submitted to him is the only reason that that can happen. The fact that they're submitted to him is the only reason that that person can truly, humbly change. Because otherwise, they're just looking at another person going, oh, this person's correcting me, and so now by me changing my view and apologizing, then I'm kind of submitting to man, my pride gets in the way, and all these other things. No, this person is submitted to the same Jesus that I'm submitted to, and that is what creates healthy relationships. This is a, 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 a perfect example of conflict resolution in practice, in public, on my Facebook ad, who knows if this will be running in another day or two, but but this is a perfect example of what it looks like to grow in a healthy way. And one of the challenges that I see today, one of the things that I'm seeing across all kinds of different social media accounts, I mean, I'll talk about it in two different ways. You got the people who are doing anything permissible, but it's not really that profitable, right? And what that means is they're growing by gaining information, knowledge, sharing it. They're just you know, name calling and, and, you know, really like kind of pointing out uh, a lot of the hypocrisy that's going on right now. But they're doing it in a way where it's not in, in love and grace. It's actually just in, in truth alone. And truth alone can actually be very damaging. Truth alone is like a bullet, it leaves a mark, and you always know where it came from. If somebody tells you truth hurts, it's because they don't know how to have the conversation of delivering truth with grace. Grace is really the nurturing that needs to happen for the truth to land and dwell in you and actually grow and become profitable to, to take a seed from, a, from the seed to actually become a fruit, you know, something that other people can, can benefit from. And so we need to be able to understand the difference for ourselves when we're sharing truth. And too many people, too many people don't understand what I'm talking about right now They just walk around in their own pain and they just want to blame and they just want to point out all the evil because there's a lot of evil out there. There's a lot of things that need to be exposed, but the way in which we expose it matters. And if we're able to expose it in a way that actually is profitable, look what happens. We take something that somebody else did that wasn't profitable and it multiplies. Now it's profitable to them. It's profitable to me. And look what's happening. I'm not talking about it publicly because I think this is something that was so powerful. Look what God did. Look how humble this person is. Look how humble this person is to completely change their perspective and do it on a public commentary thread, you know, like the the public square and say, hey, actually, I want to change what I said. It's like, wow, really? How many times do you see that happen? And so I'm I'm just kind of, as I'm processing all of that, I want you guys to leave with this understanding of... You know, when you're engaging in posting or even reacting to posting, guys, we're all guilty of it, right? We're all guilty of it, but it's really about are we like conscious and aware enough to change our behaviors, to hit pause and go, hmm, this might be permissible to do right now, but it's really just feeding something that's not profitable for me or others. And I can't tell you how many things that I'll be on social media, I'll see and I'll say, you know what, I actually agree with that. And I hit like very quickly, and then I go, wait a second, but that's actually not profitable. That's not helpful. That's not edifying or encouraging. And remember, 1 Corinthians 10 24 says, Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. And what that means is don't always seek what's best for you at the expense of another. And people can really easily justify, well, it's for the glory of God. And so I'm actually exposing evil for the glory of God. And you know what? You might be, but the reality is. you get real satisfaction out of seeing other people publicly slandered. And I think that that is unhealthy, you know, that feeds the flesh in us. And it comes from a a place of pain that hasn't been healed. And we all have stuff in our lives that does need to be healed. I understand that. I respect that. Um, So it's not an expectation for people to be perfect, but it is a standard for people to set to actually be committed to growth And that is what the whole purpose of this entire conversation was, or or monologue, I guess, is the point of us actually having this uh, out in the open is so that we can grow well, so that we can grow profitably, not just grow permissibly. And permissible growth, look, that can become things that are really unhealthy. You know, permissible growth in our bodies can turn into things that are infection, uh, can turn into... You know, terminal illness, like cancer is overgrowth of red blood cells. Like that's not a profitable growth of red blood cell in our body. And so you got to think about that when it comes to even just what you're feeding in your mind and whether you're actually um, allowing things to be profitable for you and and where it comes from and how it's being delivered really matters in that process. So I hope that that helps you guys. If you're watching on Facebook, I'm going to leave the podcast link in the comments, um, if you're watching on Instagram, uh, the free training that I mentioned, I have the ad uh, with the free training that I clearly articulate is like, hey, this is a total open-handed. You can do this. We just want to connect with the right people. Um, you know that is available at the in the link in my bio, and so you guys can sign up there if you want to actually watch it. 20 minutes um, helping you understand the journey nobody told me how to become the person God's made you to be, the process we take people through when we go through the process of uh, flipping the script, which was really the journey nobody told me from income to impact to freedom to health, and we flip it and turn it around. Health, freedom, impact, and as a person of value, you actually are somebody who can create more financial return and value, but that's not really our focus. It's the person of the character of who you're becoming, the choice you get to have, and how you can practically set yourself up for long-term sustainable success within the principles of God's design and um, things that we've seen work over and over again over time, things that have been working for thousands of years uh, but we've really lost sight of as we're trying to grow in just ways that are permissible and not really profitable. So I hope that that is um, edifying. Iron sharpens iron for you. And uh, to the people who are leaving comments on Facebook who are actually edifying, encouraging. I appreciate you. To the people who are not, um, you know what? I appreciate you too. And um, there is a lot of profitable growth happening in me uh, from all of those things. Now, before I go, I did want to answer this question. Do you see any common themes in all the hate mail, it was in quotes, hate mail you receive? And if you guys are watching and have another question, go ahead and ask now before I leave. And if I were to just pause and think about that, do I see any common themes in all the hate mail that I see? And the hate mail is, by the way, the hate mail is um, the, these are the comments that are in, on the ads. Um, very rarely do I get somebody who like goes out of their way to, to DM me hate mail. Um, but on the ads, it's a very easy kind of like, I don't know this person, I just read one thing and I'm triggered, so I'm going to leave a comment. I would say one thing that I commonly see, if there's a theme, I'll, I'll just off the, t- off the cuff, top of my head. I think I see, for one, I see people who are commenting without context, and that is totally understandable. Um, how many times do we see something and just make a judgment call about it? You know, it's like, oh, I see a picture with everybody wearing masks, what were they doing before that? I mean, that's a sincere question, right? You you can comment out of, look at the unified front, or you can ask questions of what's the context before that. Um, And that's a very clear example. There's other examples I could give, but I think when you think about maybe even just words that somebody said, and I talk with my team about this all the time, it's like, you know, like, there's if somebody wants to accuse you of something, they're always going to find something to accuse you of. Um, you just have to go under the impression of the fact that you are going to be misunderstood and you need to pay attention to your intentions and be healthy as much as possible uh, because you can't control everybody. You can't control their opinions. Um, and at the same time, like don't be stupid. Don't say things that you don't mean. Don't say things that you know you say jokingly, but somebody could pull that out of context, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, a joke read in a different tone of voice becomes a threat. You know, and so I think people reading things out of context can really, um, well, it just it just plays to people's perceptions of their lives, and if they've made agreement with lies, then they are already prone to perceive things in a way that is not profitable for themselves or others. I think that'll make a lot of sense to somebody. Um, Another common theme that I see besides people taking things out of context, which is totally understandable, um, is that it's not typically the... um, Well, I would say this. You can get people who, when they see the name Jesus... They have an expectation of what that ought to look like. And I would say that when Jesus walked this earth physically, people had an expectation of what they thought he should look like too. They definitely didn't think that he would be of Nazareth because what good came from Nazareth? Um, They definitely didn't think that he would be uh, Ben Yosef, the suffering servant. Otherwise, I believe more Jews would have seen him as the Messiah uh, because Jews believed there were two messiahs, Ben Yosef and Ben David. Ben Yosef, the suffering servant, and Ben David, the king of kings. And they were looking for the king of kings, and they got the suffering servant. Um, and so I think, you know, it's really common, it's expected for people to see one thing and expect one thing based on their own perspective and if they see something that looks different, like a guy who's smiling and talking about you know life principles and they're talking about Jesus in the same vein and it's coming through an ad and it's talking about life coaching, they make assumptions that, oh, like Jesus wouldn't have anything to do with life coaching, right? And it's like, well, we all have our perspectives of what Jesus would and wouldn't have anything to do with. And a lot of people didn't think he'd have anything to do with sinners, the way that he did and does. Like myself, and I'm I don't see myself as a sinner anymore. You know, I see myself as a son. But I think we all have that perspective or perception of what we expect to see. And I think that's something that I commonly see when people are commenting and, and leaving notes that I call hate mail in the comments on, on these ads. Um, I would say finally, one of the things that I see, if I'm just just really honest. One of the things that I see is people in pain. I see people in pain. Uh, I see people who have been hurt by people in the church. Church hurt. If you are in a church, I don't know if you've heard the term church hurt, but it's like you get hurt in the church. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Um, but if you are in the church long enough, there's a 100% chance that you will experience church hurt, which is disappointment because why? Um, It's filled with and led by people. The church is a body of people. The organization of the church is run by the body of people, the church. And um, if you are involved in any capacity, you can expect to be let down and disappointed simply by the very fact, very nature of the the people that are running it. And many people get confused by this. They start uh, trying to find their relationship with Jesus through other people maybe it's a pastor, maybe it's somebody that they're listening to on Instagram Live, Facebook Live, a podcast, uh, and they try and, you know, find their relationship with Jesus through that person, there's a lot of edification that can happen, but no person can take your responsibility for your relationship with Jesus. It is a personal responsibility for every single person. It is a personal responsibility and personal choice, excuse me, that you have to make. Every single person. And I think if we are not aware of that, and if we aren't aware of our own tendency in our flesh, which is the remnant of sin in our lives that we choose to agree with or not, if we're not aware of that, then we can actually uh, find ourselves living from a victim mentality. And a victim mentality is to blame everybody else and to try and stand in what could be seen as like righteousness but actually it comes across as um, religious. Let me give you another example while I'm at it. Um, And this was a different comment on the You've Got hate mail. Uh, This person said, sell all your belongings, give all your money to the poor, take the clothes on your back in a Bible, carry your cross and surrender. You'll then learn 5,000 times more than what this guy has to say without question. It will be your life's journey. You'll learn to trust in God. You'll learn to fear him properly. You will see what God's been asking you to do for thousands of years. God's will be done. And you know what? I I don't fully disagree with that. But what I said to them was, that may be your experience, brother, and I respect that 100. We are in agreement that fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I will stop short of full agreement because I don't think it's wise for someone to take your words in truth and apply it to their life without first developing a relationship with the Lord and genuinely asking what the Lord asks of them which may be different than what he asks of you or me. So I pray anyone reading would simply seek his face on their own in healthy spirituality, valuing him over anyone's suggestions in Jesus' name. Amen. Appreciate you. And if I disrespected you in any way, please forgive me. But you are also loved as a brother in Christ. See thread below. And I'll also encourage you to simply continue loving others well. We are iron to sharpen iron. That is a form of correction that I share with this person. And I share that form of correction because I could just let that slide. I could just say, hey, that's fine. If you want to stand for what's righteous, good, and true, and your word is the word, that's fine. And it's on this ad that I posted, so I will disagree. (laughs) And by the way, is that really edifying? is that really edifying? Is that really profitable? Is that really profitable? And that's the question we have to ask ourselves, right? Is that really profitable? And that's the whole point of this, of me sharing this right now is the, um, is the whole idea of you can do something that's permissible like that, but if it's not profitable, look, it's not, it's, it's probably there's a, there's a different approach. Um, yeah, there's a rhetorical question. I'll probably end on this, and I'll take it as a shameless plug for, for what we're doing. This is actually a um, a friend and former client too. But he said, considering life coaching is a form of community, then how can you be against that? Jesus wants wants us to be in community. Said um, rhetorical question, and it you know I appreciate that because like the way that we do it, at least it is in community. And you know I was reading something. Maybe this will just be strengthening for you guys. Um, I was reading something the other day, and um, you know, I actually have two things to say. I have two things. One is, I made a comment earlier about context and people wearing masks uh, and then you don't know in a photo but you don't know what they were doing beforehand and I think that came from a recent video I saw of it was actually pretty funny a bunch of people who were you know politicians and blah blah blah, and I don't even think it was in America, but they were ready to like continue mask mandates and and like the video started rolling before they were ready. And all of a sudden, now they're in a scramble. They're like, oh my gosh, they got to get their masks on so they can look like a unified front. And I even want to use this as an opportunity. I think it's, you have to laugh because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. But I want to use this as an opportunity for me to even have my own correction. I just feel like the Lord's saying, hey, like what you're seeing there and what you're saying there. Yeah, they're, like you you can laugh because if you if you don't laugh, you'll cry sometimes. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I wrestle with is the fact that we all have some hypocrisy in our lives. Now, the cool thing about it is Psalms 32 says that the Lord doesn't hold that against you. When you choose to receive Jesus, you actually receive his grace. That's amazing because that's Old Testament stuff talking about God's grace. And that's thousands of years before Jesus was made manifest in man here on earth. And so, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, man, that's that's really powerful that, that God takes our hypocrisy because... Because the reality is I have to be living as much aligned to the character of God His will, um, and, and that is a hard thing to do, and there will be hypocrisy in you, and it is not something that you aim for, but it's something that can happen, and, and it's, it's important that when you see it, you change it, right? That's the important part. I tell our team all the time, I say, we're not committed to perfection, we're just committed to growth we're committed to growth. And that's what's really important. And we're talking about growth in this episode right now, this session. And so I want to just even mention, like, you know, I feel like Holy Spirit's just kind of highlighting to me, hey, TJ, is what you said profitable for other people? Although you shared it, and it's an accurate reflection of something that's out of context. And, you know, the the other side of that is, TJ, hey, you know, if you think about that video that you saw, that video even was out of context. And, and so it's really important to just take that in consideration. It's really important to not be a stumbling block for other people. And so, Lord, I just repent if, I'm, if I've been a stumbling block by even sharing that, um, even just, even if it's accurate, even if it's true, I repent and, uh, and I ask that you just forgive me and I would choose to receive that forgiveness. So there I go. Um, so that's how we grow, right? That's how we grow. The, the other thing that I was going to say just to quickly end was I've been reading um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer and really um, powerful, really powerful stuff from him. If you haven't read any of his work, really just amazing. Um, and I say amazing, like really spirit-filled, like Spirit, uh, spirit of God-influenced work. And the summary of you know the, the part of the book that I was reading... Um, was, and by the way, the name is escaping me, so if I remember it, I'll let you know. But the summary of of what I took away was that, I mentioned this earlier in the episode, sometimes our weakness requires their strength, or my weakness will require your strength. In other words, the people who are leaving comments in their weakness, I need to be strong, right? And you know, if we follow the same God, the same Jesus, then I need to be strong and, and the gospel in me needs to be stronger than the gospel in them when they are weak and I am strong and, and vice versa. The gospel in them needs to be stronger than the gospel in me when I am weak and they are strong. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer was talking about, and there was a comment earlier about the whole life coaching things done in community. How can you be... Um, How can you not, like, see Jesus in that? Jesus absolutely is found in community. His perfect love is found in people. And that's not, you know, sometimes you need that quiet time alone with God. Um, I've had a lot of that, and that's actually been a lot of my story of navigating my growth, my personal um, journey. But, um, you know, in in other ways and in many ways, especially I think in the time that we're in now, Uh, we need other people because the gospel in them is stronger than the gospel in you. And the gospel in me is stronger than the gospel in you. And I need you, I need the gospel in you to be stronger than the gospel in me. And that's what Dietrich Bonhoeffer was saying, as he said, when they were in, the context was World War II, Nazi Germany, a lot of people were being, you could call it brainwashed, believe that nothing was really happening and it was just German pride and all of these things and I have a good friend of mine who's from Germany a lot of interesting discussions about the parallels and and how people can just um, maybe just be blind to things and so anyway Dietrich Bonhoeffer was involved in uh, as a German he was involved in the uh, potential or the attempted assassination of Hitler. And he was a pastor. And that was the kind of surprising thing because he was so against it. And then he came to the realization. He said, well, I believe God would rather have me sin with all my might in earnest and honesty, um, knowing that my sin is a sin, but recognizing that I couldn't let other people die uh, without doing anything. Uh, versus trying to live a pious life where I hide. And I think that's the summary of his journey. And he ended up, he died. Um, the assassination attempt failed. Had he had he lived, he actually died, I think it was like three days before uh, World War II ended. So he would have lived um, had things gone different. And one of the ways, you know, he ended up in a concentration camp and he ended up... Um, This is, you know, of course, more details than you maybe need to know, but he ended up dying there. And his last sermon was to the others in the concentration camp. And I don't know, I can only imagine how this would go, but it was uh, something to the effect of, um, you know, just talking about how by Jesus's stripes we are healed. And that's when the Nazis came in. And they called his name and everybody knew that that meant that it was your turn to be executed. And that's how he died. And he told somebody, or so it goes in his letters that he was writing, I don't even know how he was able to do this. um, But he told the person, the last person that he talked with that was in that group, um, he said, I'm going to a better place now. And I'm paraphrasing. Um, But his faith was so strong that I believe that really enabled those others to be able to live those, those next few days, those who did live. Um, because you can only imagine how hard it would be as you see people go one by one and in large part because of, uh, because of what they believe. And, um, and I don't care who you are. That is, I don't care what you believe. That's just not right. Um, and so, yeah, just just thinking about that and thinking about, you know, life and community and how Dietrich Bonhoeffer described it, the gospel in you needs to be stronger than the gospel in somebody else and vice versa. And he, he emphasized that. And so I, I would summarize maybe everything that I talked about tonight in, in, in talking about how to grow and what's permissible versus profitable. you know, I think even just Dietrich Bonhoeffer's example of how he ended his life, or how, how his life ended, and how he chose to, rather than tell somebody about all the horrible things that, that that the Nazis were for doing these things, he he gave them hope, he edified them, strengthened them, encouraged them, chose what was profitable rather than just what was permissible. And, um, and there's a big difference between the two. So I hope that that encourages you, and I appreciate you guys for for being here. Um, If you do get value from these, go ahead and share with somebody and um, just choose to grow wisely.